Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Well, good morning. Great to see everybody this morning. Welcome to everyone watching online. We're certainly glad to have you with us as uh, well. And I wanted to start off by saying happy birthday to my daughter-in-law, Tiffany. Happy birthday, Tiffany. I was just thinking if everybody in this room gave her 50 cents, you'd get like $150 for your birthday, just like that. So just consider it as, as, you, as you go out, just a, just a little thing. Hey, we're continuing our series, The Case for an Unhurried Life, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, we started it last week. We're going to continue on this week. And then after this, for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about very practical, biblical ways to slow down and to truly live life the way that God wanted you to live it. So we're going to be over in Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. But I want to start by asking you a question. Have you ever received a really important invitation before? An invitation that may have come in the mail and you got it and you thought, my goodness, I have to be special to get this kind of invitation. Has anybody ever gotten an invitation like that before? I'm sure so. Anybody? Yeah, a few of you have. I mean, I have. I get literally four or five a week. I, no, seriously. I brought one of them with me right here. It's, it's a credit card application. And not only that, it says right here, $200 one-time cash bonus offer for you, for me. So here's a credit card company that so wants to give me a little piece of plastic with my name on it that they're willing to give me $200 just to do that. That's how special that I am. That's the kind of invitation that comes when you've got this kind of ability. It, it just comes, and it comes day after day to me in the mail. It's just almost unbelievable to get that kind of invitation. Well, when we look at our scripture passage this morning, we're going to see Jesus making an invitation to you that's even better than the one that I got. And it may be the best invitation you'll ever get in your entire life. So let's look on down to that. Matthew 11, verse 28. And the first thing we see is this. Jesus invites everyone who is weary and heavy laden to find rest in him. So look at Matthew 11. Verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So there's the invitation. Jesus says, come to me, and who is being invited to come to him? The people that are being invited, this special group of people, are anyone who is weary, burdened, heavy laden. They're being invited to come to Jesus. So who are these people? Well, first, let's talk about what the words mean. What does the word weary mean? Dictionary.com says this. Weary is feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. That's weary. Who here would say you're weary this morning? Okay, okay. You may be weary this morning. I've got good news for you. For the next 20, 25 minutes got a nap coming on you know be one of the best things you could ever do you know just close your eyes enjoy a little bit uh and do that so then what does burdened or heavy laden mean in our scripture passage 
Well, to be burdened, to have that heavy load upon you, uh, it, it means that right now there is something in your life that is weighing you down and keeping you from living life at its highest level. It could be a lot of things. Maybe you're burdened or, or uh, heavy laden by health issues in your life. Maybe there's some relationship stressors. Maybe it's your job. Maybe just problems in the world got you all tense. Uh, maybe it's your finances, but you're carrying this heavy burden. What's it like to be heavy burdened, uh, heavy laden? Here's a picture of what, what that looks like in your life. So you've got this heavy load that you're carrying. It, it's your problems, your troubles, your, your finances, whatever. That's what you're carrying with you every single day. You're heavy laden. You're heavy burdened. How many people would say there's something in your life right now that's a heavy burden on you? Anybody? Okay, several of you. Again, raising your hands. The truth is, most Americans identify themselves as weary and heavy burdened. As a matter of fact, 74% of the people in the United States say that in the last year, they were overwhelmed to the extent that they couldn't cope at least one time. So over the last year, something happened in someone's life, in 74% of the lives of people in the United States, that said that they almost could not cope at all because it was so severe what they were going through. That's three out of four people. 84% of people say that in the past week, they have experienced a severe stressor uh, that made them have difficulty coping. Now, maybe you coped with it, but something happened to 84% of the people that was very hard on them, very anxious, uh, very tough, that they had to learn to deal with. And in the poll that was taken, the number one stressor that people have in their lives are their finances, the number two stressor people had in their life are their boss or spouse, which could be the same thing, you, you don't know, as you, as you put that uh, together. And not only that, we're raising a generation that copes less than any generation in the history of our country. Uh, as we see, the, the used to be 20, 30 years ago, when you look at the stats, the younger you were, the less problems you had and the less anxiety and stress you felt. Now it's completely reversed. As a matter of fact, the older you are, the less you feel anxious and stressed. Baby boomers, 68% feel anxious or stressed. Gen X, 87%. So in that one age group, you go from 68 to 87. Millennials, 92% feel stressed and anxious all of the time. And Gen Z, that youngest generation, 18 to 27 or whatever, 94% percent feel anxious and stressed all the time so we have a whole generation where nearly every single person feels anxious and distressed not only that you live in the most prosperous country in the history of mankind we have more luxury more money more things that are available to us than any generation any people in all of human history if you live in the united states of america today and yet, the United States of America is the number one country where people feel the most stress. Isn't that weird? We have more luxury, more things. Uh, I mean, you know, we take mission trips to Haiti all the time. Just having a, a meal to eat means you're prosperous. You know, having a bed to sleep in means you're prosperous. And yet, it's here that we're anxious and stressed all the time. As a matter of fact, globally, 55% of the people say they're anxious or stressed. And again, in the United States, 74% of Americans say it. So we're the most anxious, stressed people on planet Earth. We're weary, we're heavy burdened. 
Now, being weary and heavy burdened is different than being busy. You can be really busy. You can have a lot of important things going on. Jesus was really busy. We're going to see over the next few weeks, Jesus was constantly busy. From the time he got up, everyone wanted his attention. Everyone was trying to get to him. It was just a mad circus 24 hours a day. But being busy is different than being weary and heavy burdened. Weary and heavy burden means that your problems are now affecting the way you live your life. Your stress is affecting your life. You become tired, grumpy, less efficient, depressed, stressed over your busy schedule. So what's the difference between being weary and being really just busy? Here's an example of what it looks like to be weary and heavy burdened right here. That's what it looks like. Your load is not only something you're carrying that's a heavy weight, it's meaning where you can't even cope anymore. That's the difference between the two. So if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people who feel weary and heavy burdened right now, I've got good news for you. Jesus is offering you to come to him and have rest. If you're stressed and about to explode, if you're anxious, if you can't turn your mind off at night, if you feel overwhelmed, Jesus is saying to you, come to me, I want to give you rest. Exactly what he gave to Elijah in our scripture last week. So let's go on and look at the next sentence in our scripture passage. And it's a very simple thing we see. You're going to wear a yoke, but the question is, whose yoke are you going to wear? You're going to wear a yoke in life, but whose yoke are you going to wear? Now for the next two sentences, and there's only three sentences in our scripture, Jesus talks about yokes. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. So I guess it's important if he's going to talk about it for the next two sentences, what is a yoke? Got a picture of a yoke right here. A yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the neck of two animals and attached to a plow or cart that they are going to pull. Now when I hear that, what I think of is work. I don't think of stress when I think of a yoke. I think of work. And I immediately say, no thanks, I'm busy enough and overwhelmed as it is right now. I don't need anything else placed upon me, no thanks. That's kind of like when we are doing this series, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We say, hey, guess what? Come to the Sunday morning uh, 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 worship services and get that. Not only that, we're going to have Bible studies that go along with it. And then we're going to have a retreat. And then we've got desert days. And we've got an online uh, devotion that you can do because we try to give you a whole lot of things to do so you don't hurry. You know, that's what we're trying to do so you can calm down and rest a little bit. But the difference then is, okay, what is this yoke? What is Jesus talking about? when he says, I am gentle and humble in heart. Because you see, you're going to wear a yoke. And the yoke is, what are you following when things get tough? How are you coping? You've got to cope some way. So problems, troubles, stress, anxiety, constant motion, constant activity hits you. You default to something. You're wearing some kind of a yoke. What do you default to? How do you cope? What yoke are you wearing? And for some people, the yoke that they wear is just expectations. This is what people expect of me, so I feel I have to do it. And, and no matter what, I've got to try to meet those expectations. And so we go on and we try to do it that way. 
Some people, the only way we cope is that we just try to get a little bit healthier. My health is constantly a stressor in my life. Sometimes bad experiences are the yoke that we wear. Uh, I have this trauma, and no matter what happens in my life, that always comes front and center, and that's the yoke I wear. It might be a failure in your life. Sometimes it's your finances. Anything that happens defaults to my finances uh, when it does that. Sometimes it's just keeping up with the Kardashians. You try to be as good as everybody else. Maybe you've got perceived dangers or threats, but something is leading your cart. What is it? And Jesus says in our scripture that his yoke is different. He says, my yoke is humble and my yoke is gentle. Now, what's he mean, a gentle and humble yoke? What Jesus is saying is really simple. He's saying, look, I don't have any ulterior motives in this. I don't have an ulterior motive like your boss does or, or society does or even your parents or your spouse. My only motive is to see you live the best life. I'm humble and gentle. So come to me, and I'm going to do the best I can to make your life the best that it can be. There's nothing else going on here. Jesus invites us to a way of life that is different than the way that other people live it. Now, again, Jesus was incredibly busy. We're going to see next week as we look at some scriptures, man, he was just bombarded night and day with people around him and trying to touch and grab him and everything else and constant activity and super important stuff. But Jesus found ways of coping during those times, and those are the four things we're going to look at over the next four weeks. So our constant hurry and our constant stress is affecting our lives. It's pulling us down, and the yokes that we have chosen to cope with don't work. And you've seen it doesn't work. You just get tired and grumpy and stressed, and it's not helping you cope at all. And as a matter of fact, the way we live our life with constant hurry and constant stress is the exact opposite of what God wants for your life. I want to put up a slide here of the fruits of the Spirit. This is what God wants in your life, these fruits of the Spirit. He wants love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those is what God wants you to have through His Spirit. Now, here's the truth of the matter is your constant hurry, your constant anxiety, your constant stress means you will get none of these things because hurry and stress and anxiety is the exact opposite of what these things need to be growing in your life. Can you love in a hurry? Love you, babe. Hard to love in a hurry, isn't it? Can you have joy in a hurry? You can have happiness in a hurry. Oh, they kicked the winning field goal. I'm happy. Joy takes settling down a little bit, doesn't it? Can you have peace by being in a hurry? You don't get peace by being in a hurry. You get peace by somehow finding God's working in your life and slowing down. What about patience? Do you get patience by being anxious and stressed all the time? Don't think so. Can you be kind when you're constantly stressed and constantly rushing? Can you have goodness, faithfulness, gentleness? Can you really have self-control if you're just running from one thing to the next and you're never slowing down? So the way we live our life is the exact opposite of what's going to produce the fruits of the Spirit in our life. And so Jesus says there needs to be a better way. Take my yoke. It's gentle and it's humble. And that brings us to the last thing that we see in our scripture passage. Jesus' yoke is the only way you're going to find rest for your souls. Jesus' yoke is the only way you're going to find rest for your souls. Look at 
how our scripture ends in verses 29 and 30. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, the end of verse 29 is really important. Jesus says, you will find rest for your souls. That's an intentional wordage right there. He's not saying, come to me and uh, I'm going to help you slow down a little bit. Come to me and you'll get a little rest. Come to me and uh, your body will get some rejuvenation. Come to me and you won't be quite as stressed. That's not what he says. He says, come to me, you will find rest for your soul. You see, we're made up of body and soul. And we don't often think of resting our souls. But when you're constantly in activity, constantly anxious, constantly under stress, your soul is not going to be what it needs to be. You're never going to be able to produce those fruits of the Spirit we just talked about. And Jesus said, I want to give rest for your soul. Now, this word soul that's being used here, even though it's written in the Greek, it's the Hebrew idea of the word shalom. And shalom, that word peace, means total wholeness in mind, body and soul that's what god wants for you it's not just oh get a little rest it's i want your whole body your whole mind your whole soul to be at one with me i want you to find true shalom i want you to find rest for your soul and then he goes on and he says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light now here's the thing when we first think of yoke what comes to our mind is work but that wasn't the purpose of the yoke. The purpose of a yoke was to make the work easier. Here's a picture of two oxen and a yoke right here. So you got two oxen, they're yoked together. The purpose of that was it literally halved the work that was being done. So one oxen could pull that plow or you could put two and the workload of the oxen was suddenly halved. So you know what Jesus is saying when he says, take my yoke upon you? What he's saying is, yoke yourself to me and let me carry your load for you. Let me help your load be lighter. Let me be a part of pulling what you have. You are going to have a heavy load in your life. The question is, what are you defaulting to as your yoke? And Jesus said, you know, default to me. Let me help you carry this load in your life because the truth of the matter is, you're not doing it very well. You've tried. You've done everything the world tells you to do, and you just get tired and grumpy and frustrated, and it's not working. So take my gentle, humble yoke upon you, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let me carry all those problems and troubles and stressors that you have with you. So Jesus invites us to a new way of living, and over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four biblical ways the incredibly busy Jesus did to find this kind of shalom in his life. So you ready for it? So we'll start it, look at it next week. So I read an interesting story this week about Sidney McLaughlin. Uh, Sidney McLaughlin is a two-time gold medal winner at the Olympics and the current world record holder in the 400-meter hurdles. There's Sidney right after she won uh, the gold medal at this past Olympic Games. She's a strong Christian. And in the interview, she was talking about a frustration that she used to have. She said that when she was a little girl, for some reason, she always dreamed about getting married. 
And so she said, you know, while, you know, kids were playing with dolls or something, she would do dress-up weddings all the time in her backyard, you know, and she'd pull family in, she'd wear her Sunday dress, and she was always getting married out, out in the backyard and everything. And then she became a really talented uh, in track and field, and suddenly she's at the U.S. Training Center from the time she's like 15 years old on on, doing nothing but training and running, and guess how many people you even meet there? not very many and she said she got really frustrated and she began to pray god i'm not even meeting a man the only people i see are other people i'm worried with how in the world am i ever going to date anybody and how in the world am i ever going to get married and she said she started getting really frustrated it started keeping her up at night and one night she was praying to god and she just felt like what god was saying is just trust me and it's going to be okay so she said that night she came to a decision. She prayed to God and she said, you know what? Whenever I start feeling this way, I'm just going to say, trust you, and I'm going to put it on you. And so she said for the next year, she had zero dates. Not only did she have zero dates, guess how many people asked her out over the next year? Zero. And she said it's really hard when you're the best in the world at something and you're at a training facility. It's pretty intimidating for somebody to walk up and ask you out for a date. You know, it's just not happening. And she thought, well, that's the end of this. And then she was at a function for the Olympic Committee and she met a guy uh, by the name of Andre Levine. He was a football player, played for the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, so he wasn't quite as intimidated by her. He walked up to her, started talking to her, asked her out on a date. And she said, well, best offer I've had in a year. I, I <laughs> guess I'll go for it, you know. And she said they, they go out on the day, and she says, you know, this guy is really good-looking and nice, but uh, oh, whatever. Then they had a second date, and then she went back to the training facility. He went to practice with the Baltimore Ravens, and that was it. They weren't going to see each other if they could for the next six, eight months. He called her once or twice, and she thought, well, that's, you know, it's all over. And then he called her a third time, and he said, you know, I was thinking, it's hard when we're this far apart. He said, do you mind if we start Zooming and just doing a Bible study together every night? And she said, God, what are you doing here? This guy wants to do a Bible study with me on Zoom. And she said, pretty soon they were not only engaged, they just got married, and this is a picture of Sydney and Andre right there in People Magazine, of course. Uh, thank you to Linda Simpkins who provides me People Magazine's <laughs> for my sermon illustrations that, that I use there. But this is what Sidney said in the article. I was stressed for a long time and worried myself sick. Then I trusted God and found out he came through better than I could have ever come through for myself. That's what it means to take his yoke, to trust him, and to realize he's going to be with you every step of the way. Let him carry whatever load it is that you are bearing. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for loving us so much. All you want is our lives to be lived better and higher, and you just do that because you care about us. You want us to have the best. So, Lord, help us this morning to just look to you and trust you uh, as we live our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. 
At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.